before I share this word here. The Lord is, Hebrews 2, bringing many sons and daughters unto glory. And we have a, a drawing, a natural drawing in each one of us unto the ultimate redemption of our bodies where we see the Lord as he is and we become like him and we're glorified completely in our bodies, but we're not there yet. But there is a progression for us throughout our lives where he's, he's bringing us unto something. Glory is coming for all of us in Christ Jesus. Paul says in Romans chapter 8, I don't want to consider the present sufferings worth comparing to the glory that's about to be revealed from within us. So God puts something inside of you and me in Christ Jesus that he wants to get out. That's his agenda. He wants the, the life of Christ Jesus flowing in an unfettered, glorious way on the planet. I want you to pause and imagine with me with holy sanctified imagination. If you close your eyes, if this helps, if not, keep them open. But imagine your life as a house. And when you uh, were apart from Christ Jesus, separated and alienated, your house was completely shuttered up. All the windows and the doors, there was caution tape around us. There was darkness within the house. But when you came into Christ Jesus, he took the glory of the life of Christ, like, like a nuclear reactor, and he put it down in the cellar of that house, inside of you. He put it in the cellar of that house, and it completely filled the cellar up. But on top of that cellar, there's a trap door. And on top of that trap door, there's a big, heavy wooden box called Stronghold. And another big, heavy wooden box called insecurity and another big heavy metal box called fear. And now we've got this interesting dynamic in the house where I've got the glory of the Lord dwelling within me, but I've got some things that are actually suppressing that glory. And it's called wrong thinking and it's called wrong ways of behaving. And they're actually pushing that down, but actually the glory of the Lord is pushing with more force trying to get out. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? You know, I got it in me. I just can't get the words to say, I got the love of the Lord, but I keep on doing the things I don't want to do, but I feel him in me. That's our condition. As believers, that's what it is. And the Lord's like, I already know about the boxes. And what I want to do is I want to help you in this season. I want you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you think accurately with me about Christ in you. God's inside of you and he's inside of me and he wants to get out. Aren't you so thankful for mothers and fathers in the faith who totally laid their lives on that altar as a pleasing sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing, and he just burst forth from them? Amy Carmichael, Charles Spurgeon, some of, the, some of the heroes that laid their lives down, the martyrs, William Tyndale. I'm so happy for people that just were burned alive for Christ Jesus and his glory just exploded through them. Inside, don't you kind of secretly want that? Maybe not secretly. You're like, I want my life to count for something eternal. And that gets mixed up with the love of this age where we want to be famous and well-known and popular and rich and all that. But there's something holy in that where the glory of the Lord, the good works he put in us are made to go out so that people would see the good works. I'm so glad George Mueller let the glory of the Lord explode from within him and feed thousands of orphans. I'm so glad that his life still speaks today. Keith Green, so thankful that the glory of the Lord, that's in each one of us. 
All of us, like Paul, in our ability to change the planet because of Christ in us. Like Elijah with our ability to pray. The glory of the Lord is literally boxed up inside of us. The Lord is bringing us unto glory. In mid-November, I spoke out of Psalms 85. And I said that the goal of that entire chapter is that the glory of the Lord might dwell in our land. We want to live in a land where the glory of the Lord dwells. Well, what does that look like? Well, righteousness and peace kiss one another. Love and justice, they come together, they embrace. God's sovereign justice and his pure love for us meet on the cross of Calvary and the glory dwells in it. Well, we want to live in a place where there's an abundance of release of the Lord's glory. We want healings. We want healing physically and emotionally and spiritually. We want kingdom order in families. We want the glory of the Lord dwelling in our land. Well, the word glory literally means to shine forth. The glory of the Lord is his manifestation. So here's a helpful verse, Hebrews 1, 3. The sun is the radiance or the shining forth of the glory of God. So a helpful way for me to think about glory is like the sun. We have the essence of the sun, which is like God, the Father, can't get close or you're gonna get burned up. We have the shining of the sun in the sky, like God the Son, Jesus Christ. It's bright, it's brilliant, it's beautiful. It lights up the entire solar system that we have. And then we have the rays of the sun, like God the Holy Spirit. And I can feel his warmth on me. All three of those things are still the sun, but what we're talking about here is we're talking about the glory of the Lord, is we're talking about his shining forth from within us. It's literally the life of Christ within us coming forth. So, This year is 2022. Ephesians 2.22, right, Joanne? She mentioned this to me. I believe, I want you to go there with me if you would. Ephesians chapter two. I wanna submit this before you. Is what I believe the Lord's doing in this rearranging season right now. What is the goal of the church Why is the church the church? What's the Lord trying to do here? And it says in Ephesians 2, start with me in verse 21, in him, in Christ, the whole building, Hebrew says we are God's building, you are God's building, in him, the whole building is joined together and it rises to become a holy temple. Another translation says the whole building is joined together and it continues to increase growing to become something. The church in him, knit together in Christ Jesus, in him joined together, it's rising up to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, in Christ You too, and in fellowship with one another, the Amplified says, in Christ, you too, in fellowship with one another, are being built or you're being fitted together. Why? To become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Man, let's spend a year on that passage, guys. You could spend so much more time than this. What's the point of the church? The point of the church is that the glory of the Lord might dwell in our midst, shine forth from us. 
The glory of the Lord is in each one of you in Christ individually. Yes and amen? That's the truth. We are now the temple of God. But God's doing something super special, and Peter talks about this. In him, you as living stones are being built together into a dwelling place. So I got the glory of God in me, but God's after something more than that. He's after, for the glory, he's after his glory being manifested in a corporate way. In a corporate way. Then the world will know that you have sent me in their unity. And so I got, I got pieces of stone here in this room that are like doorways. People come in. I got pieces of stone in this room that are kind of like roofs and covering and protection. There's peop- people in here that are pieces of like flooring. People actually, they're serving people and people actually walk on that. People are on the windows so that people can see out. Each one of you is a living stone, not like the other, but you're being placed exactly where you're meant to be in the body. Why is that? So we can have a big club and say, yay, look at the group we built. Absolutely not. Jesus is building his church so that he might go after the lost and dying world and say, come into the house. It's safe in here. There's protection from the flood that's coming. Come into the house. And here we are as the church fighting and dividing and separating and the walls are down like in the Nehemiah times. And the enemy goes in and he goes out. And he goes in and he goes out. And there's no protection and the sheep are devoured because there's no walls. I'm telling you, the church is made to be built together and the enemy is after this to stop us from unity in Christ Jesus. Chapter three. In him, verse 12. In him, And through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. In Christ Jesus, and through faith in Christ Jesus, you now and I now have the ability to approach God with boldness, boldness, assurance, and freedom in speaking. I've got a fearless confidence now to approach the Lord. I just talked about the glory of the Lord in the church. Now I'm gonna back up to get there again. Let's back up to the beginning. How do I get this good stuff within me out? We all want that to happen. I wanna cooperate with the Lord to get the life of Christ in me out. Well, what holds that down is fear and a lack of confidence. That's what keeps it bottled up inside. I'm not worthy. I've made mistakes. I'm inconsistent. I do what I don't want to do. Fear and a lack of confidence. In him though, and through faith in him, I can approach the throne with freedom and bold confidence. That's absolutely essential for the glory of the Lord to get out from within us. We prophesied to Emily Brickley over there. Emily Brickley has a voice of authority when she prophesies over people. She encourages people. Andy said that the other day. She's an encourager of people when she prophesies. Has the enemy ever worked on you to shut your mouth and say, you shouldn't be speaking? Who are you to speak? And so one of the moments at the Beals House Church on the 31st was multiple of us saying, we need you to speak, sister. We need you to speak. 
Well, I've dealt with the exact same thing. You guys have all dealt with the exact same thing. I got something to say. I got to testify. I want to share the gospel with somebody, but I'm held back because I'm in fear about what they think, or I don't have confidence. Maybe I won't have the right words. I'm telling you, this is a big deal. We have to learn freedom and confidence. Where do I get that? In him and through faith in my own ability to speak well. No way, Jose. It's in my faith in him, his life in me. That produces freedom and confidence. Well, go on with me. Lizzie was just here. Ephesians chapter three. Go to verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power at work inside of us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever. So you see how we, how we end up, he's creating in chapter two a place where he dwells. And then we find out it's through freedom and confidence actually exploding forth from us like a well inside. And that leads to glory within the church. That's what we want. Let's look at this from another angle. Go with me to 2 Corinthians. Take a left real quick, guys. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Look in verse 12 again. It's talking about the ministry of the Spirit being more glorious than the ministry of condemnation in the law. And he says, therefore, in verse 12, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, therefore, since we have a such a hope, we are very bold, bold and fearless towards who? Towards God. Just like Moses was, he was approaching God. Since we have that hope, I've got confidence. I've got boldness because I know who I am and whose I am. Right, Terry? And then we get down a few verses later, and it says in verse 15, even to this day when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Verse 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Does that mean I can dance and sing and prophesy and raise my hands in public? Yeah, sure, that's what it means. That's not what this verse is talking about. This verse is talking about where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom Inwardly, I'm free. I'm free inside with a bold confidence to be all Christ has made me to be. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image from glory to glory. From ever increasing glory to glory. That's the process. It's the same thing we looked at in Ephesians. But I've got to know him so that I can have, I gotta, I gotta have faith in him so I can have freedom and boldness and confidence. And in that, then I'm transformed from glory to glory and it spills out from me. The glory of the Lord dwells in us. Remember this famous passage in Colossians. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in y'all, the hope of glory. Not just elites, not just individual, Dave Shaw. It's not just individual people. It's Christ in y'all, the hope of glory. That's the glorious riches of his mystery. We got to know whose we are and who we are in Christ Jesus. So real quick, give me just a minute on this. I got a book. I got an Office 2003 book, way out of date. If I take this little piece of paper as my life, and this book is Adam, 
and I, born into Adam, wherever this book goes, I go. If this book goes stage left, stage right, if this book goes up, or if this book goes down because of sin, I go where that book goes. Where Adam goes, I went. Yes? And you and I were taken out of Adam and put into who? When I said yes to Jesus Christ, I was transitioned into another man. And wherever this book goes, wherever this life goes, wherever Christ goes, I went with him. Did he go to the cross? And I in him went to the cross. Was he buried in the grave? And I went with him. Where is he seated at right now, everybody? Where am I at? I'm right there with him. Why? Because I'm inside of him. That's crazy. That's crazy talk, isn't it? That's amazing. That takes a lifetime to understand that, but it's true. So this is why at the beginning of Corinthians, Paul says to those who are called hagios, saints, to you Corinthians, and everybody knows about the Corinthians and how they were acting. He's like, y'all are called saints, sanctified in Christ Jesus. Are you kidding me, Paul? What he's saying there is that they were set apart. They were separated. They were most holy. They were sacred. They were morally blameless, pure, ceremonially consecrated in Christ Jesus. They were set apart. They were called saints positionally. Positionally, that's where they were. Why? Because God is I am. He's outside of time. We think who I am today is different than who I am tomorrow, and God sees it differently. He says, who you are in Christ is one and done. It's finished. Positionally, this is where I'm at. Dispositionally is a little bit different. Dispositionally, I am being transformed, amen, from glory to glory. Uh, Romans chapter 12 really teases this out well for us. He says, now it's God's holy and beloved children. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. What kind of a sacrifice are you offering to God? What does it say? Holy and pleasing to God. That's who you are. But then right after that, it says, so that you may be transformed. Don't be conformed to the image of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So see, dispositionally, we are in the process of change. And so that's why I can say, I've got the righteousness of God in me and I've got freedom and confidence because I go where Christ went. I am not relating to God today based on how I acted yesterday. I am relating to God based on what Christ Jesus did for me. And so therefore, I can have confidence to let that life of Christ come forth from me. And by the way, when I get his grace, I get understanding. It trains me to say no to ungodliness. The very thing I want to do, I actually start doing because I get grace and I understand that. So understanding the past and the present and the future sanctification, I believe, helps us understand the present glory that the Lord wants to reveal in us. One last verse, finish with me in 1 Corinthians 1.30. It's another verse that we could camp out on for years and years and years, maybe eternity. 1 Corinthians 1.30. It's because of him, it's because of God that you are in the book. You're in Christ Jesus who has become for us or to us 
wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, our sanctification or holiness, and our redemption. Therefore, it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Past tense, when I came into Christ Jesus, in Christ, he became, past tense for you and me, wisdom, our wisdom. I don't need extra. I got all that I need in Christ Jesus. And he took care of our past and our present and our future. Because see, I got righteousness justified with God in my past. He's become our righteousness. I got my present sanctification and transformation happening in my soul right now, my holiness. And then I got my future redemption. I'm crying out, Romans chapter, I'm crying out for the redemption of my body. I got redemption coming in Christ Jesus. He takes care of all of it, all in Christ Jesus. So when I understand sanctification and whose I am and who he's made me, I can truly embrace the glory that he wants to bring through me. And it produces this inner freedom and this confidence and this shining forth that changes the world around me. It's not anything I have to earn. I'm not trying to get his favor that I already possess. It's something I enjoy right now. So, it's gonna be a great year. It's going to be a great year. The Lord in him, you two are being built together into a habitation where the Lord dwells by his spirit. Who is the Lord putting, where are you being posted right now? What's it look like? Yeah, it's great to meet here on Sunday mornings. I love this. What, who is in your life as a living stone right now? What does that look like? Because I tell you, the Lord's about to bring glory in these habitations like we've never seen before. It's gonna be so much fun. Let's stand together if you would with me, guys. Oh Lord, I pray that you would infuse us with understanding the glory within. I pray you'd set us free from fear and a lack of confidence in Jesus' name. Pray for every brother and sister in this room, Lord, everyone who hears this later. God, I'm asking that they could be uncorked. I pray that the wine within them, the good works within in them could flow forth like we've never seen. A mighty river, Lord. I pray for an understanding for all of us in a deeper way of what was done in Christ Jesus on the cross and his, and cross and his death, burial, resurrection. I pray for a setting free, Lord, and a blocking of the accusation of the enemy. I pray every lie be bound up now in the name of Jesus. And I pray for the works that you put in each one of us. I pray for boldness that they would be walked out, God. Build your church, Lord. Build your church in El Dorado, in Kansas, in the nations, in the earth, Lord. Build the church, Jesus. Living stone against living stone. I pray against division in Jesus' name. I pray blessing over the church, Lord. And I pray that the lost would come in. I'm asking the lost would come in, Lord, and they would find shelter from the storm that's coming, Lord. I pray, Father, for healing. I pray for presence. I pray in this next season as we kick this off, Lord, I'm asking for the glory of the Lord to be manifested in our midst, Lord, and you would receive the praise. We love you, Lord. We bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen.